The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Two years since the city started removing its own Confederate monuments, one still stands in a Richmond neighborhood. But as Jad Khalil reports, it could be coming down very soon. A Richmond court will hold a hearing on the future of the city's last Confederate monument today. It's an unusual case, too. Confederate General A.P. Hill's remains are believed to be at the site of his monument. It's in the middle of a busy intersection in Richmond's north side. The judge is reviewing two proposals about where the monument should go. The city wants to give it to the Black History Museum, like the rest of the city-owned monuments that were taken down. But a group of indirect descendants of Hill's want to move the monument to a battlefield in Culpeper County, where Hill fought. Both sides want to move Hill's remains to a cemetery in Culpeper. Jad Khalil, VPM News. Central and southeast Virginia should expect several days of wind and rain starting Friday as Hurricane Ian moves north. Jeff Oreck, the meteorologist in charge of the National Weather Service in Wakefield, says the region will spend several days pinched between weather fronts. It's going to seem like a really long, drawn-out nor'easter for us. You know, just very dreary, maybe quite a bit of rain. We may see as much as four to six inches of rain, you know, from Friday all the way through Monday. Oreck says flood-prone areas will see regular flooding issues during high tides over the weekend. Wind will also make for dangerous conditions on the water starting Thursday. The storm is projected to pass over Florida and back into the Atlantic Ocean. Then it's expected to turn back and make a second landfall near the Georgia-South Carolina border on Friday. It seems like every time it rains in the Richmond region, roads get treacherous. With the remnants of Hurricane Ian expected in the coming days, now is a good time for drivers to get prepared. Ian Stewart reports. Morgan Dean of AAA says even though most drivers are used to storms, they need to pay attention because rain from tropical storms comes down quickly and can lead to flooding. We really can't say it enough. Turn around, don't drown. It's not worth driving through water, especially if you don't know how deep it is. Depending on the depth of water, Dean says cars of any size, including large trucks and SUVs, can be swept away. So it's best to pay attention to the forecast and to put off traveling if possible. Melanie Stokes from the Virginia Department of Transportation says crews will be looking for damage caused by high winds. Be alert to debris, down trees and power lines, as well as road crews that may be attempting to clear the roadways. In terms of preparation, VDOT crews are already out clearing clogged drains along major roadways as well as on parts of Interstates 95 and 64. And Stokes says drivers should expect some lane closures if the storm is bad. Ian Stewart, VPM News. The Virginia DMV has issued roughly 5,600 IDs with a non-binary gender designation. After passing a law in 2020, Virginia became one of the 22 states and Washington, D.C. that allows residents to list themselves as X or non-binary on their driver's licenses and other forms of identification. State Senator Scott Suravel sponsored the legislation. He told the Virginia Mercury that the number of people who have taken advantage of this option indicates, quote, how important it is for so many people. 
A group of state attorneys general, including Virginia's Jason Miaris, are criticizing a potential new policy for gun stores. The International Organization for Standardization proposed creating a new merchant code for gun stores when processing credit and debit card transactions. A letter penned by the attorneys general claims that data gathered on the code could be used to discriminate against merchants or infringe on consumer privacy. The AGs say they will use the, quote, full scope of our lawful authority to protect our citizens. Gun violence victims and their families say the crime is a transformative experience, marked by strained relationships and financial burdens. As part of a VPM News special series, Another Way, Whitney Evans tells us how support services are struggling to keep up with demand. There's a corner in Cynthia Bloomfield Woodley's apartment decorated with photos, clothes, and hats, a memorial to her two sons, Marquis and Jerry, and most recently, her godson, Preston. I miss him so much. I would have never knew how many more grandkids I could have had. Jerry and Marquis were in their 20s when they were fatally shot in separate incidents in Richmond in the early 2000s. Justice was served for Marquis, even though it tore me apart because the boy that killed my son was supposed to be his best friend. The shooter in Jerry's case was never caught. This caused Woodley to grow uneasy about leaving the house because her son's killer was still free. That was a huge shift for Woodley, a social butterfly whose job was raising money for children's hospitals. I was reaching out, trying to find a way to make everybody else happy in the community. She took disability leave and was in and out of psychiatric hospitals. When I lost my son, I didn't want to do nothing for nobody. Woodley says she felt like few people could relate to her experience. Family and friends fell away. Ikea Purnell had a similar experience. Her daughter, Samaya Yellardy, a student at George Wythe High School, was fatally shot in her home last spring. After my child got buried, everybody moved on. You know, I ain't heard nothing else from nobody. Purnell says she had a support system in her family and friends, but felt like law enforcement and organizations designed to help her left her behind. I feel like it's over. It's on to the next mother. The Virginia Victims Fund covered some of the funeral expenses, but Purnell says she still paid about $7,000 out of pocket. And she says she'd expected to get some help moving out of the home where Samaya was shot. It was difficult to stay there. Her family had to clean the crime scene. The next morning, that morning, I had to end up calling the detective to come pick up a bullet fragment piece that was in the shower. There are some resources available in Virginia for victims and their families, largely provided by Victim Witness Services in every local prosecutor's office. The state pays for those programs mostly through federal grants. But because of the recent spike in gun violence and homicides, these services are overloaded, and federal funding for victim services has decreased significantly. Everybody needs double of what's happening. Carla Reeves has been with the Hampton Victim Services Unit for 36 years. The crime is still increasing, but the number of people aren't necessarily increasing that provide the services. Dina Blythe's organization is also stretched thin. She coordinates homicide survivor support groups with the Virginia Victim Assistance Network. She says the criminal justice system is complicated and frustrating, and Woodley's feelings of anger and desire for resolution are common. We're trained to not mislead 
survivors that the criminal justice system is the cure-all and that there is closure through the criminal justice system. Woodley is still on a mission to see that her son Jerry gets justice. The Richmond Police Department recently reopened his case. Meanwhile, she's benefited from joining a support group and meeting people like Dina. I, I ain't gonna say enjoying, but I appreciate that group because when you listen to other people, what they've been going through, you, you really pay attention. Woodley says she feels less alone, in part because she's learning from others that there is a way, many ways, to heal. Whitney Evans, VPM News. VPM News' special series, Another Way, is also available online. You can learn more at vpm.org slash gunviolence. You've been listening to the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.